Hello and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer, not just for Louisiana, but for the entire northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our February 3rd, last regular season version of Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. I'm Coach Alan Peretta. I'm the head soccer coach for the boys and the girls at De La Salle. Yes, I'm crazy. And uh, we always start off our show with a prayer. May our Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Dear God, thanks for letting us be here today. Thanks for letting us have the show, and thanks for another exciting year of high school soccer. Pray that we'll be able to finish it off with class and then head to the playoff season uh, with class and, uh, and just really... Uh, we pray that the best rise to the top and everybody else enjoys the process because only one team can win the championship in each division. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. And yes, y'all, thank God we're in soccer and not in football. Uh, they've decided to keep everything split again, which is a ridiculous amount of state championships, which are hardly meaningful. And uh, whereas our state championship is highly meaningful and, uh, and uh, hard to attain. So, um, having said that, let's look at let's what we're going to do tonight. Is today's bubble day? Uh, today's the last day for the girls. Tomorrow's the last day for the boys to play games to uh, count for the power rankings. And we're going down to the wire, and we're going to focus on uh, the teams that are on the edge uh, tonight. We're going to start off with the girls in Division One. In Division One, um, you have two really good teams that are sitting on the bubble. H.L. Bourgeois is sitting 24, and if the playoffs are held right now, they would be in. They are, uh, let's see, nine. They're, they're, they're a good bit ahead of the 25th place team, Walker. So what's at stake? Well, tonight, H.L. Bourgeois has got to play Patrick Taylor, which also needs the win in order to, because they're on the bubble as well in their division. So this game's going to be played at Patrick Taylor, and it's going to be a war, okay, because really everything, the whole season's on the line with this game, uh, with H.L. Bourgeois and uh, Patrick Taylor. I wish I could go see it, but I'll be co coaching my own game. When it comes to Walker, Walker's got to sit and just watch. Their last game, they tied Dunham 2-2, two to two, which is a pretty good result with Dunham, you know, and now they just have to watch. If H.L. Bourgeois loses, perhaps they'll have enough to get in. I don't know mathematically if that's possible, um, but but uh, uh, I'm not really good with these PowerPoints and all the intricacies with them. And uh, you math people are just, you love this stuff. Like a baseball statistician loves, you know, batting averages and whatnot. So um, this is going to be a really, really close to the wire. And I'm sure everybody from Walker is going to be watching with pins and needles to see what happens. In Division Two, okay. In Division Two, we have a, a, another close race. Our twenty-fourth seed is South Terrebonne, and the twenty-fifth seed is Archbishop Chappelle. So, um, looking at that, well, with these two teams, um, there is uh, nothing to play for because they are done. South Terrebonne wound up losing to Vanderbilt Catholic, which uh, everybody knows what Vanderbilt Catholic is, and Archbishop Chappelle wound up losing to Dunham. So the way they're looking right now is they have to wait and see how the teams they played fare out, and that's like really sitting on pins and needles. Good thing for girls that you only have another 24 hours or so to go. 
we find it if you're in or not, but it's going to be razor thin margin uh, there between them. Um, South Terrebonne has 7.15 power points, while Archbishop Chappelle has 6.90. They both have six wins. South Terrebonne has more losses, but more power points. So uh, this is going to be a race to the end, kind of like a, uh, 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 I don't know how to, how to explain it, kind of like a, um, a 13th hour uh, presidential race. So that's Division Two. Now in Division Three, you have Patrick Taylor, which we talked about earlier. They're sitting at the 24th seed, and Grant is sitting at 25th. Look at this. Patrick Taylor is 7.73. Grant is 7.64. I mean, that is razor thin, just like the last race. Okay, now Patrick Taylor, like we said earlier, is going to have to play HL Bourgeois. Uh, um, and as they're going to be able to play them at home. So uh, that's an opportunity for them. And Grant has to play uh, a Division Four team that's, I think, the 10th seed uh, in Washita Christian. And that would be a tough out for them. Um, so... But they're going to have to win it. They're going to have to win it and hope that uh, Patrick Taylor either loses or ties, and then the math's going to wash out. Patrick Taylor's got eight wins uh, and six losses. Grant's got five wins and 15 losses. So those 15 losses are probably reason why they're up um, uh, to uh, 25 because they get points for the teams that uh, that they have lost to. Um, in Division Four, okay, we have another tight race for you. You have 24 seed Runnels and 25 seed Opelousas Catholic. Okay, now Runnels uh, is they've got one more game tonight. They play Dunham, which is a really tough game uh, and kind of a rivalry match with them. It's going to be really kind of hard, and at least they're going to be at home. And Opelousas Catholic is going to be waiting helplessly because they tied Highland Baptist one one. And right now they, they they have no more games to go, so they play 21 games total, and their their power rankings go like this: Runnels, Runnels has been tumbling. They lost 10 spots in the last uh, uh, day or so. They're seven four and two, and they have a, a 9.75 power point ranking. And Opelousas Catholic is sitting seven and nine with a 7.39 ranking. So, look, Runnels could probably lose this game and be okay. Um, uh, they're 7-4-2. and Opelousas Catholic is 7-9-5. and five, But I wouldn't want to trust the math, okay? Uh, so, but Opelousas Catholic's odds of making it are probably very, very slim. Anyhow, we're going to be watching it close. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the boys' bubble teams on Monday Night Football. Your boys for youth soccer. We'll see you after the break. All right, everybody, welcome back to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. Well, now we're on to the boys, okay? And we got some extremely tight races with the boys to talk about. Um, and I'm kind of involved in it, okay? Um, first, let's talk about Division One. In Division One, you got Captain Shreve and Pineville uh, right next to each other, okay? Um, Captain Shreve has 11.74 power points and Pineville 11.49. Close, close, close. Now, Captain Shreve, um, looking at their schedule, Captain Shreve still has, uh, well, they have no more games to play. They lost to Loyola Prep 4-1, to one, and so they're really going to have to just sit around and watch how the points go up because um, because Pineville also is done. They beat Tioga 5 to nothing, 
and only played 19 games. Captain Shreve only played uh, 23, and I say only because you can play up to 30 if you really are ambitious with tournaments. So they're going to have to wait and see how each other's teams uh, have, have followed out. But uh, it looks it looks like right now, that with uh, 72 hours to go, Captain Shreve might be the bubble team that gets in in Division um, 1. Now, in Division 2, uh, we have uh, the, the situation that we always dread. Okay, a team that didn't play enough games. And McKinley's played 11 games. They're sitting at the 24th spot with a with a very high power ranking, 9.89, which is almost two points higher than uh, Higgins' 7.63 in the 23 spot. So uh, their power rankings forced them to be the 15th seed. I mean, excuse me, 24th seed. And um, and they canceled their game for tomorrow today against Ponchatoula. So they're really sitting with 10 games. And uh, uh, at eight, eight and let's see, it's nine. I think it's nine and one. So, I mean, they've had, they have a pretty good team, it looks like. But, uh, uh, and I think they're going to be solid there because Northwood is the team in the 25 spot. And Northwood has played all their games, and they beat Huntington 4-2, to two, and their power ranking is 7.61. So McKinley is going to get away with not playing 15 games. Uh, they're not going to get away with it by getting a good seed. I mean, their seed should be with it 9.89. Uh, they should be actually the 12th seed or the 13th seed. But they're going to be a 24 seed. But if they're as good as their record says, I mean, they might wind up going through. So... Northwood's going to be really kind of aggravated. They're sitting out there at 9-9-4 and with a 7.61, which is only two hundredths of a point away from Higgins is 7.63. Um, uh, and, and so Northwood is going to have to hope that Higgins's power ranking will go down. And if you give me a second, I think Higgins, uh, let's see. Higgins has other games played. Yep. They played Helen Cox and lost to them five to nothing. So Higgins only has 15 games, so they, they just squeaked through. So I think that's what you're going to have. Higgins at 23 and McKinley at 24. Now, when it comes to Division Three, you got Buckeye and my team, De La Salle, okay? Uh, Buckeye and De La Salle both have games tonight, okay? Buckeye has to play Rapids uh, tonight at 530 a really good team um, in Division Four that's definitely going to the playoffs. And De La Salle's playing a good Division Two team uh, in Terrebonne. With both of these two teams that were the, they're playing has 13 wins. Okay, so if it's a tie, Buckeye's going to probably go. They have an 8.28 uh, power point, and De La Salle is 8.25. So it's three. What is it? Um, 0.03 points away from the playoffs. That's what's separating these two teams. Now you got ties and, and also you, with the boys, you have all the games that are going to happen on Tuesday as to whether or not the teams on their schedule win. And that could uh, differentiate greatly uh, when it comes to the power rankings. So both De La Salle, which is my team and Buckeye, uh, we have our hands full tonight, kind of our, our destiny and our control with, with our opponents having 13 wins. Then we're just going to have to wait and hold our breath to see uh, uh, how the, our common opponents fared out. And both of us played a plethora of games. Buckeye, um, uh, well, this will be uh, De La Salle's 32nd game. 
and Buckeye played 27 games. So uh, these are two teams that have the strategy play as much as you can, develop as much as you can, and then the good teams that you play will probably push you up on top. So anyhow, that's it for Division Three. Now, Division Four, um, Division Four almost was that the case, the scenario where you have a team that didn't have enough games, but but it's not really the case on Division Four. Now, this uh, Division Four race is kind of interesting. You have Homer Christian today sitting at the twenty-four seed with a six point nine five power ranking. And Central Private is sitting at the 25 seed, but the reason why they're at 25 is they have a 7.54 ranking, which would put them, really, they would put them as the 19th seed, but they only have 14 games. But they are going to play Livonia tonight. And once they play Livonia tonight, and if they win, they're going to keep that 7.5 ranking, and they're going to bump Homer Christian out. Now, Homer Christian's got a game tomorrow. They play West Feliciana, a Division Three team. And uh, and if they can win, I don't know if they can get enough power points to get up to 7.5. They're 6.95. Uh, their record is 6-10-3. and three. If Central Private wins, they're going to be 7-8-0. It's going to be a tight race there, but it looks like Central Private's going to have the inside track if, indeed, they do win. They're going to have to win, though, for that to happen. So uh, that's it for the come, comes to the bubbles. The bubbles are fun, of course, the banter on LA Prep is even more fun as to teams that forfeited, teams that are not taking it serious. I mean, in high school, you're going to have those teams, you know, and it's kind of aggravating when you are a team that is serious when you get overtaken by a team that's not uh, just because of math. And um, so um, now when you're looking at it, let's let's stay with the boys for a minute. You're looking at all of the uh, the power rankings. It looks like uh, in Division One, you got St. Paul's and Catholic Baton Rouge on a collision course. Okay, uh, of course you know how I feel about that. I mean, St. Paul's is eighteen and zero. Catholic Baton Rouge, I know, has a strong team. Really, all these Division One teams are strong, but I really think they're playing for second place. And look, you got really good teams up there uh, in the top twenty-four, and you got very good teams below that. Okay, so. It's a shame to see some of these teams have to go. There's a lot of banter that the top 32 teams would go, and that would be like airline, and they have a 12-13-2 record. And I, I can warrant the top 32 teams in Division One, you know, but I think if you do that in all the divisions, you're going to wind up really watering down the playoff situation. And right now, as much as I hate the fact that I'm on the edge and I'm on the bubble, it's fun, isn't it? Okay, and uh, that, that makes all these games worthwhile. So... Um, I don't know if I'm really a big fan of 32 teams. And you're talking to the guy here who started the the whole wild card thing uh, way back in the 90s. Okay? And Division 2, it looks like Holy Cross and St. Thomas More on the collision course. Uh, Neville's up to number 3, and Bo Shins has 4. So um, we'll see how all that plays out. Um, I think anybody could win Division 2. In Division 1, it looks like Vanderbilt has separated themselves uh, from the rest, and then Lusher with that big win against Northlake Christian last week put themselves in the two seed. University in their quote unquote rebuilding year is sitting at three, and Edie White is at four. And um, most people in Division Three, which I'm in, I've played half of these teams in the top 20. Um, anybody could beat anybody. I, I know that my team could beat half of these teams on a good day. We'd have to have a good day, and they'd have to have a bad day. Okay, uh, so Division Three is going to be fun to watch. In Division Four, 
Uh, Episcopal Baton Rouge is no surprise, but Catholic New Iberia, I think, is. They're two. Newman's three, and Christ Episcopal is four. I'm going to tell you what, played Christ Episcopal. Even though they didn't give Lusher as much of a, a game as I thought they were going to give him, I think Christ Episcopal is dangerous. Um, but uh, still, I haven't seen Episcopal Baton Rouge. I've seen North Catholic New Iberia practicing, actually, passing by um, when I was uh, doing all this stuff with my mother. And uh, uh, they have a large squad for Division Four, so so who knows what's in the cards for them. Uh, heaven knows they're due for a state championship. I did a clinic for them a few years back, and um, uh, they're still yet to get that star. That star is hard to get, y'all. It really, really is. A lot of teams never get it, okay? They never get it. Anyhow, in Division, uh, in the girls, again, your top two teams, uh, North Shore and Mount Carmel. And uh, you got uh, North Shore uh, 19-0-3 and Mount Carmel 18-3-3. But don't count out Dominican at the four and Mandeville at the five, okay? And I would never count out St. Scholastica. They're sitting in 13th seed, but they have girls who have been there before. And the playoffs are a different animal, y'all. When you go to the playoffs, you're up at another level. And uh, those of you who have been in the playoffs, you understand what we're talking about. Home seed matters and all this other stuff. Now, Division Two, St. Thomas More is number one, um, and Neville is number two, Cattle Magnet three, and Lakeshore four. I'd hate to have to pick the winner of those, okay, as to who should win the state championship. Uh, they're all legit. Um, a, lot of, a lot of the people I talk to tell me that St. Thomas More is the team to beat. In Division Three, Loyola Prep trying to win a state championship in a higher division than they won last year. University Lab, St. Louis, and Archbishop Hannon are your top four. Um, I would not count out Edie White. Played them. They're a very strong uh, team. I think Haynes is kind of a talented team, too. Uh, so I think I think uh, the jury's still out with Division Three, Division Four. Home of Christian, okay, uh, is sitting there uh, with Episcopal. Isidore Newman and Christ Episcopal with the girls. Played Christ Episcopal. They're a machine and I uh, haven't played Newman or Episcopal or Homo Christian, but uh, man, Homo Christian is 19-2-1, Episcopal is 13-3-1, and Isidore Newman is hungry to get back to the finals at 13-5-2. So um, it's looking like an exciting finish. we still got a couple of days to go. Hopefully no controversy. Hopefully no forfeits. Hopefully no bad blood between people. And then, y'all, by the time we're on the air again, we're going to be reporting we're going to be reporting playoff scores and interviewing winning coaches uh, on our next show. Before I say goodbye, I, I want to just uh, digress from soccer for a minute and tell all my loyal listeners, I'm very, very, very appreciative of how you supported me through my mother's death and funeral. The funeral was Saturday. And I, I, I try to go to funerals as much as I can. And sometimes I wonder if my presence there makes a difference. Sometimes my wife wonders, why are you going uh, I haven't been on the receiving end of a funeral in a long, long time. And it all those comments you put on Facebook, all those nice emails and texts that you sent, and all the people who did come to the uh, funeral, it meant a ton to me and helped me get through the emptiness of it all. And I'm deeply, deeply grateful. And I hopefully will be there for you when it's your time because, y'all, look, our time here is very limited we got to take much advantage of it, you know? Uh, and so um, all these games that we have left, don't take them for granted. You might not get another opportunity. Championships are very, very special. 
just coaching and playing is very, very special. Every opportunity you can uh, is exactly that, an opportunity. Every day you breathe is an opportunity to make a difference in this world. Make one. And I just want to tell you, the people who reached out to me made a difference to me, significant difference. So I thank you all very much. Well, that's it. The regular season is about to wrap up, and we're going to be going to playoff mode on Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. This is Coach Alan DeRitter, and I wish you and your family the best. Carpe diem in Christ, and, uh, and God bless you.